When the sun rises I wake up and chase my dreams I won't regret when the sun sets Cause I live my life like I'm a beast This is the Sales Mall Podcast Your hosts, Jerry Hill and Ryan Reiser Talk about the sales game And always keep it real Um, another week, another lap around the planet in place. Um, Ryan, how have you been? I am doing well. I, uh, you know, I've had, it's, it's, it's crazy. These weeks go by so damn fast. I, I am, I am in this position right now where I'm either going to survive and thrive or die. Burn the ships. Got everything operating at full capacity, and I'm in execution mode. But uh, but man, it's uh, it's fun, exciting, invigorating, and scary all at the same time. That's my life. I live today. How are things on your side? Yeah, good. I am breaking out into my first meaningful vacation without anything in my diary for the first time in about eighteen months. I'm looking forward to that immensely. I have traded in my work smartphone for a week for a burner. I've got the old Nokia 66 ready to go. The bulletproof nuclear deterrent of mobile phones. So, yeah, I'm excited to have a zero distraction week next week and just focus in on spending some time with my wife and my son. So that's going to be awesome. Um, busy work-wise, you know, companies are wanting to figure out how to dominate markets, and you know, it brings us into our topic of conversation for today, which is relevance. I guess relevance is the theme. Um, you've got an opinion on some stuff that we've been seeing. Before you go, though, I kind of want to put one more layer of context around it, which is mega valuations in the sales effectiveness space that perpetuate some of the bad behavior and bad actors that we see in the world today. Man, uh, well, that's interesting take on that. Uh, mega valuations that participate bad behavior. I was looking at it from the lens of mega valuations. Exciting to hear that people are thinking about the future of getting, making sales better. Now, now there might be putting their money in the wrong areas uh, in that, in that problem. But, but um, you know, depending on your opinions, but, um, but uh, yeah, your take on that's an interesting one because it's kind of the same thing, which is um, there are systems uh, and processes that are being, I guess, hyper inflated that really are kind of crazy, you know, um, this idea of sequence and cadence, you know, spamming your channel, <laughs> becoming so valuable. And then also just, you know, this concept of, of knowing what our reps are saying, like, um, you know, we might get some pushback on this stuff. But it's just like, Jesus Christ, like sit in and have some freaking conversations with your reps, like be in the trenches as a leader. You probably know a lot of that stuff. So it's interesting. Um, but I think that 
I had a conversation just before this on my live with Brian Whittington and he said, Hey, that, he said the same thing. He's like, you know what? <laughs> it's like what you're doing with phone ready leads about just having more conversations is way more impactful. And what, you know, Connectsell does more conversations is way more impactful than this other stuff. It's kind of funny. Cause like, you know, what moves the needle in sales and like, that, that, that gets into the, this concept, right? Like, so relevance, uh, versus cadence or sequencing, right? You know, how do you have success at the top of the funnel? It's not about 27 touches over 35 days that's going to yield X results. Results being eyeballs and responses. And what's the sentiment of that response, by the way, that's being reported? Who the fuck knows? But, uh, uh, you you know, yeah, it's easy to go and buy data, throw it into a, system that automates and then, you know, not talk to anybody except for the very small percentage who, um, you know, respond, which is great. Like that's marketing. That's fine. Right. You can do that with ads. You can do that with email in the marketing department. Don't, don't worry about that. But we're talking about, let's shift into the sales conversation. If you're going to put sales reps, sales development reps, see if you see them as marketers versus salespeople, another conversation, but it all has to start with meaningful conversations with the people on your list and how do you get there how do you get there and i'm not shunning email as a channel i'm not shunning social as a channel i'm not shunning ads or sending shit i'm not shunning those as a channel if it's effective to get you to sales conversations great do it but the idea that every single person on your list should go through this same coordinated system or process without getting to a point of one, can I reach them is absolute ridiculousness. And there's a tremendous amount of waste in that, that concept. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. And I think, you know, there's one simple goal, which is to identify the right person, the right message, the right channel at the right time. That's it. That's the thing. That's the one thing. It's the one thing that people fail to, to get right. Because they think that they can inform and influence everybody to magically appear at the top of their funnel if they follow a prescriptive playbook and use some orchestration and automation to do the do the work for them but the gaps are, are visceral they're real buyers hate it buyer friction is becoming a real fucking thing yeah you know, steve richards commented on something i posted on linkedin today and he was like you know i've never really thought about proper funnel product market fit in the context of survivor buyers and you know what, Jerry, I think that the one thing that I see more and more is smoother buying experiences. So if you get yourself a timing component right, which is essentially all we do, but a kid's a lot of drugs, et cetera, then guess what? You know, create a frictionless experience. But I don't want to be the person that feels manipulated into a top of funnel conversation if I'm not quite ready simply because I've been bombarded in every single channel and an ABM strategy orchestrated by an automation tool. It's just not going to create the trust necessary for me to go and actually transact with you. If I'm in a state of readiness to transact with you either. Right. So that, that's something that really gets to me. The second thing that gets to me is the sequence weasels, the sequence junkies. They exist. They perpetuate. They, they're kind of like zombies who feast on the souls of other people, one good idea in a playbook six months ago. 
And, um, you know, again, another LinkedIn reference for today, you know, Kyle Coleman, good dude, VP of Revenue and Growth over at Clary, posted some stuff about where in your sequence you should put video. Fascinating insights. Here's my problem with that. Kyle's got a following of like 30,000 people. Lazy reps are going to look at that and they're going to blindly copy it and they're going to erode all of the value created by the innovator of that strategy because all of a sudden that blue ocean is going to get consumed by boring, boorish and unsubtle work because a sales maven said at step eight in your sequence, send a video. That's one of the things that frustrates me the most about the world we, we, we engage in. Well, and let's, let's unpack that a little bit because, again, the idea is not that it's a bad idea to potentially send video if it works for you. However, that strategy should only make sense if at, like, you've done a good job of orchestrating your list into a stage where that, that person that's on your list is somebody, one, who's actually relevant to the problem that you solve, target, right? Two, uh, you, you're, you're, you're nurturing them with a message that's relevant and you're seeing engagement. They're opening, they're opening, but not responding. Likely. This is when I would encourage someone to maybe use a video because hey, the channel's opening, the message is relevant and it's been opened, 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 opened. I don't know. Eight emails without a response is pretty freaking crazy. Um, but you're nurturing them, right? But again, it, it, at that point, if and only if, um, would, would that potentially make sense? But it wouldn't make sense if you're in this orchestration of, of eight emails and you haven't seen anyone open. You don't even know if it's going to a freaking honeypot in some sort of trap. And now you're spending, I don't know how much time to record a video if this is personalized or automated. I haven't looked at this post. At this point, it doesn't really matter. Um, but there's been no engagement. Why are you even sending that email in the first place? Right. Here's what I know for phone because I'm a phone savant on the phone channel. That's what I focus on because I believe that's the channel for salespeople. Everything else is marketing. You can automate that. I still believe that the phone is still marketing too in some in some areas. But what data shows is about 80% of those will ever pick up pick up within five attempts. Right. So by the eighth attempt, if they haven't picked up at all, I'm I mean, like it's not even relevant to make that freaking call. So it's probably not relevant to make to send the freaking uh video email, especially yeah. if I have no signal that they aren't even engaging with that. Now, said differently, if I already know that you've picked up the phone, well, I'll call you into infinity. So I would make the 8th, the 9th, the 10th, the 20th, the 50th call because I know you're a phone picker upper and I'm going to get you into a phone conversation. Yeah. That's what I know about the channel that I know. And so for email, I'm not an expert in email. I don't know it, but I would make the same assumptions. I would try email to determine who opens or who responds uh, using some automations potentially right, from marketing. And then now that I know that you're engaged, I might use that email channel to then personalize and spend time putting in these types of steps, quote unquote. They're really just tasks, um, tasks that allow me to uh, continue to nurture that conversation. But again, as a salesperson, I'm not spending a lot of time in the email um, with somebody who, who hasn't already engaged in some way, shape or form, right? So context. Going back to that, is that cold? Is that follow-up? Is this somebody who's been you know, inside my database that went to an event or whatever? There's so much shit in there that's not clear. 
And when you go and orchestrate that as someone who has no idea what they're doing, it becomes a problem, right? So, you know, the list is the strategy, who's the target, where'd they come from, where they're at in the funnel, all those things matter. Um, And if you're a salesperson, the most important thing you can do when you're starting cold, because you're starting from scratch, is begin to validate the channel of which you're trying to engage in. You may have three channels here. You've got phone, you've got email, you've got social. Phone, can you get to a voicemail with, with and, and, and you're pretty clear that that's, that's their, them, you know, a validated freaking dial, right? Uh, most, most important, do they pick up, right? You shouldn't spend any much, much time without a phone picker upper. Quickly get to that. Two, for email, do they respond? Are they responding to your message? Opening, maybe, because technology is technology, but do they respond to your emails, right? Okay. Now you can try some stuff. In, in that response may be stuff like not interested, so on and so forth. You know, try them with something more interesting if you want, you know, like, you know if you can't get them on the phone. And then in social, right, are they active and engaging? Or are they just using? It's so crazy, this stat that I come back to over and over again, that most people outside of sales and marketing, right? If you're not selling a sales and marketing, they're spending 15 minutes a month on LinkedIn. Yet you've got these SDRs spending, I don't know, three hours a day or whatever. Uh, well, or it's more. nuts, right? I um you know my, my my top tip that comes out of that that observation there, Ryan, is asking prospect where their preferred channel is when you do get, actually engage with them and connect with them. Now, I'm currently working with somebody at the moment she pinged me inside of LinkedIn to ask me a question. I said, hey, you know, what's best for you? And I just give you a call, a text, send you a message in LinkedIn or email and said email. My preferred go to and i've got in that habit now i ask every single prospect and every single customer that i serve what's best email text linkedin or just pick up the phone and give you a call yeah and i do that with my prospects i do that in my mindset for all of my prospecting work start with the phone i get to an outcome the outcome then allows me to ask the question well where should i go next with you which channel are you most likely to engage in with me well, that's, that's interesting. It's actually something that, you know, going back to the, you know, this might be a Sandler or whatever, but like, if you have a true interested party and you ask that question, then you can know with confidence that you're, that, 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 that hopefully that your message is being heard. Cause if they told you something that's not true, well, then is that even a real prospect that you want to take through that fr- frictionless buyer journey, as you mentioned or not, like stop, stop the madness, right? Stop the like the chasing and all that stuff, you know, one of the things that I've felt pretty comfortable with lately in my process that I'm building here, building my whole, if you go to market from scratch is, you know, I'm not chasing a lot of shit. It's like, here's it is. I make it super simple. I put the ball in your court. Right. And then I might do, uh, a, you know, some follow-up with, with some follow-up stuff with, uh, things that I think require a couple extra nudges cause they're busy people, right. CEO founders or whatever. But what's interesting is I always get to a conclusion. I'm not, I don't have anything that's not responding to me. This idea of ghosting has gone away because I know right away in the first call, like, hey, it doesn't sound like a fit. And I don't even send them any shit. It's not in my freaking pipeline. <laughs> like, that's not a deal. Out. That might be a deal. Here's my next step. In, and I let them know, if you choose to move forward, ball's in your court. But I like this extra addition, which is like, and where do you prefer me to follow up in case you get busy, right? Because I'm going to send it this way. 
here's all the information you need. And right now what I've done that's not in your line is like, this is going to come from an email because it's easy to put all that in one place. It's a nice place for it. But I could send it in other areas too if you want it somewhere else. Um, and then if I don't hear from you, I'm assuming that it's a no. But if you get busy, because I know you might, you know, that, that opens up the question, you know, actually just putting it there. If I don't hear from you, I'm just going to assume it's a no, right? Yeah. <laughs> but in some cases, if you're saying, and then they come back, no, 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 absolutely. I'm very interested. So on and so forth. Great. Where would you prefer me? Where would you prefer me to engage you? If some, for some, whatever reason, I don't hear from you. Yeah. Exactly. That's a great, that's a great tactic. And I think that would, uh, Braun talked about this recently. It will skinny out your pipeline. It'll help you detach from outcomes. And there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that, right? You should have massive, massive focus on more and more and more and more and more new conversations and then skinny the hell out of that thing and uh, watch, watch your deal velocity increase. Yeah. And skinning out is a good thing. It's like a nail. Yeah. Skinning out is a really good thing. It's, it's one of the best things in the world you can even possibly ever achieve. And, you know, I think that that's really what's in is skinny out, skinny out, skinny out. The trouble is, activity measures seem to be the draw for everybody right now. Everybody's like activity, activity, activity. But it's false, false reporting. You know, if I'm pressing an automation, that's not activity. I can count 570 emails a week, 50 emails a day, or whatever it is to get through the uh, the. Um, yeah, like the, the, the ISP stuff that you need to get through to send safety. But I didn't do anything. I did one thing once and I allowed a machine to do it for me 572 times after that. Um, I'm not sure what I learned from that process. I'm really not. Well, yeah. I mean, the only metric that matters at the top of the funnel is completions. Yeah. I'm not talking about meetings. I'm not talking about because you're going to get the yeses, the nos, the, the not knees, not nows. It's completions. You need to know for sure on your list what's the next action. And the more completions you can get every single day, that's the only metric that matters. That's the only metric that matters. And, and, and in order for, for, for salespeople, right? Like you, can go, you can go up and, and we can talk about where all this stuff sits if, if, if marketers want to use... Uh, orchestration and, and automation, that's great. It's its fantastic. They've been doing it in B2C forever. It's my background and pay-per-click, right? Get a great list, super targeted, deliver an ad, emails do that for you. But it's not a sales game. That's not a sales thing. And it, 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 it's a marketer. It's a marketing thing. And the voice is a marketing channel too. Um, you, know, you can use the voice as a marketing channel. But once you get into um, the intent of this conversation being let's have a sales conversation at that stage right what you just talked about is is the is the best way to quote unquote orchestrate your follow up and you don't need any automation for that if you have a relevant uh if you have a relevant message to a uh an ideal target cuz they're going to be engaged otherwise you're just wasting your everyone's time and pissing people off which is the problem with our sales profession Brian talked about that this morning about this idea that the old way of, of calling, I mean, we, I get comments all this time on my live threads, like, Oh, like you should have managed that. And so on, like all this, like, why it's like, it's clearly oh. not a fit. It's, it's clearly, yeah. 
it's clearly not there. Now I could have potentially said something differently. And there's, look, I want to take this with, I want to be very clear here. Like if you're a professional caller and you could hear tone intent, so on and so forth, there's a timing thing. But if you can get to completion and you get them to explain, and there's a because, there's a why, and you, and you feel that, then you should be okay with it. But more importantly, if that person doesn't want to talk to you, that person doesn't want to talk to you, you can't change that. I don't care how good you are. You and that person are not clicking for that moment in time. Now, if that's a high value target, maybe you try a different approach another time, but that particular conversation is done. Move on. Like it's it's, just done. Like there's nothing, there's nothing you can do. You can't challenge them into from a fucking cold call to becoming your customer. It's just not going to happen. Just take that and move on. Follow up later if you think you can, but not there. It's not going to happen. I'm sorry, Mr. I cold called in the eighties. It's not going to happen. You're not going to wolf a wall street. These guys into, you know, not talking to their wife and buying from you today. It's not going to work. It's not. Just go back at that person in six weeks' time with something more relevant and interesting to say. Exactly. That's That's all it is. Buckets. Just buckets. It's just buckets. There is no greater mechanism for organizing time, effort, and outcomes than buckets. Maybe that's our billion-dollar business, right? Maybe we create that counter orchestration tool, one software mosaic to manage buckets. That's it. Jerry, that's what I'm doing right now. Yeah, but it's manual. Huh? I know. I know. But that's that's the billion-dollar idea, buddy. That's what, what? That's, that's what I'm building. Sequentially taking people through multiple spam steps in multiple channels. Trust. Look, bucket, buckets, buckets as a service. Phone ready leads is the exhaust of buckets. Yeah. What happens when you run your list through validation? This is what this is what I mean. You could do this. You can do this by yourself. You, you can use my service, or you can you know eventually there'll be more stuff built onto this. But this is what you do: you call a list, you figure out who you should call, who you shouldn't call, so you could follow up accordingly. If it's a high value target, you call the ones that pick up. You understand who don't so that you can try some other channels to see if it starts a conversation because some people don't pick up from strangers. But a, but, but a, a call with a voicemail and an email to a validated number could potentially result in a callback. Now you got a conversation and then you get to your stage, Jerry. Hey, how do you prefer this? Well, I prefer that you email me. Great. We're into a conversation. This is all I'm going to email you. And I, I'll assume that if you're interested, you'll get back to me. Otherwise, you're <laughs> on to the next one, right? I mean, this is, that's what it is. And if I can't reach you on the phone, then I have to try something different. Let me put you into smoke signals. Let me try. If you're a high value target, right? If I want to sell to you know, these particular 10 companies and there's only these people that I can get to, well, first of all, you better be selling something fucking worth a lot of money. Otherwise, it's not worth a salesperson's time. Yeah. That's why I get into those arguments with people sometimes. Like, oh, we only have this. Like, well, why the hell do you have a big ass sales? Team? It makes no sense. Right? It should just be the founder doing that. Right? That's a different story. That's a different story, right? Go use your network and referral and that's fine. It's, it's not what we're talking about here. Talk about, you know, building a, a growth a growth engine, that re, you know, repeatable process that multiple people can, can follow into big markets. Um, but that's it, man. You know, and the voice, the phone, 
being the very first indicator of all of those things you're looking for, it, it, you can quickly get to about a third of your list is a phone picker upper from strangers. There's probably another 10 to 20% of that list that will respond through some other channel stuff. And then there's the other stuff, which you already know based on the freaking buyer's pyramid that are not interested or don't think they're interested and are not going to respond until the timing's right. And, or you're just not going to reach them uh, without doing other traditional referral based, you know, all that stuff, right? Think about crossing the chasm, you know, mm -hmm. what percentage of the market uh, is going to hear you out until, until you're just a known entity. What, what percentage of the market, right? It's 50%. So it's what the fuck are you? What's that? It's 50%, right? Well, exactly. 50 exactly. So what the fuck are we talking about? Like, first of all, 60% don't think they're interested or not interested at all. And another 50% are just not going to do it until you're on the fucking upper right-hand corner public company. They're just not going to talk to you. So what are we talking about right now? And then within that, 25% of those are 50%, but which becomes 25% that are not going to move with you because of status quo or competition. They don't want to work with you because you're number one anyway. So like, here you go. The best you're going to do is 25% of your market. Go do that. Go find those and follow up <laughs> and follow up. I think that's an amazing way to finish and to, to land the plane. Um, what you got on for the rest of the week until we meet again, Ryan? It's going to be occupying your time. Well, yeah, I am. Uh, I am. What am I doing? I'm heads down, man. I got, I've got some stuff. I got some stuff brewing, you know, our, our conversations are, are, I think moving the needle on both sides of the equation here, but I got some really cool stuff going on, man. Um, uh, big week for me next week and, uh, we'll see how that goes, but I'm also going to be, um, um, flying out to meet with our friends, uh, down in AZ, uh, in a couple of weeks, uh, to oh, talk gosh. about doing some more stuff with the, uh, um, our, our good friends down in Arizona that we know. And, uh, uh, so some more travel, which I'm excited about some more touch and flush. Yeah, I, love those dudes. So I love spending time with our good friends there. Um, awesome. Ryan. Well, I'm going to enjoy my vacation. We will be recording next week though. Um, what have I got in store? I've got some filet mignon and some golf and two nights at a spa day. I couldn't be happier about that. So, yeah. yeah. Where are you going? Where are you going? Uh, we're staying in the UK. Um, we're going to a spa town called Cheltenham. Uh, it's a sort of country hotel kind of like. Well, enjoy your time, Jerry. Yeah. Much, yeah. much, much needed. And uh, we'll see you all next week. All right, guys. Thank you, everybody.